0: Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. You know, I'm just, I suppose, reminded the Lord wanted to remind us and remind me, and then the words that we receive, the prophetic words we receive um, as a family or as a, you know, sometimes over our life, it also includes the church. A lot of times. It's because we're so connected. You know, we lead the church. And so we need to remind ourselves of the prophetic words. The Bible actually says, do warfare. Paul said, do warfare with the prophetic words that have been spoken over your life. So we are to war with those words. So you remind yourself in those words. You meditate in those, those prophecies that have been spoken over your life if you've ha- if you've received prophecy. If you've never received a, a, a personal prophecy, then the Word, this Word, is my personal prophecy. Every single promise from God is a prophetic word for me to live in. Like you think, oh, but Leo... You know, I, I remember the times when I was a young, young um, believer. I had a friend called Eroni and everywhere... That's fine. Everywhere we went to conferences, he'd be lit up like a like a light bulb. Everyone would prophesy over him, like he's right next door, right next to me. And I don't know, it's just something that on his life. And everywhere, I mean, all the great men of God would pull him out and prophesy. I never got any words ever at the beginning of my leading the church for three, four, five years, three, probably three or four years. And and you know, sometimes you think, well, how come he gets all the prophecies? He gets all these powerful prophecies, no? Um, but you've got to be secure in your relationship with God. And now we've had some powerful prophecies since, but that doesn't make me now more, um, more secure in a sense, uh, identity wise. Yes, it gives you a track, it helps you, it helps you, re, you know, it does lay a track to know that is the will of God. You know, like, like we've had it on our hearts to be on radio and TV from the beginning. Before I even started the church, I had a dream. Lord, I feel that you've called us to do radio and TV ministry. And then we were in a conference in, um, uh, I'm trying to remember this, the, the suburb, but it was um, a guy called Vernon Falls, United States, who's married to someone in Malaysia, but he's based in Malaysia, a, a real prophet of God. And he, he stood up, all the pastors, the meeting was about three or 400 people, said, could all the pastors please stand up? We, we just probably started, the church had been going for two years. And he started prophesying each, over each pastor. When he prophesied over us, Christina's fully pregnant with Leon. Right? She was like, was it the night after? Well, that night we went to the hospital to give birth. But he prophesied and started speaking radio and TV ministry. And the Lord is going to do this and do that. And, and to me, something exploded inside of me. Because it was confirmed by someone that I, didn't, I never met him. I didn't know his ministry. I didn't know who he was. And just a, a, I can't explain it any other way, but it was like an explosion went off in my spirit. And I remember saying this ha ha, devil, I told you so. In other words, I knew this was from God. Now, this is a confirmation that it is from God. Because the, the enemy always tries to make you think, oh, this is just you. You want to do this. This is your own you know, vision or whatever. And so it, it was a real strong confirmation. That's what the prophetic word does. Um, I think four or five years ago, we went to Day Spring, and um, Bill Johnson, Sean Bolts was there. And um, during a the week, there was the, I think ministers or leaders time, and we were going to go, we we're almost going to go, just about to commit ourselves to go, but it's such a busy week of ministry. We thought I oh, will go to Friday night and Saturday day, and we'll do that 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 one, and not the during the week. But he had a prophecy for someone by the name of Leo, who's pastoring, and. Robbie was there. Some of you know who Robbie is. And he rang me and says, Leo, he, Sean Botts has got a prophecy for someone called Leo. I reckon it's you. And he said, when people come up and said, oh, I've got a friend or a pastor that's named Leo, he would say, does he have five children? Because he knew, he saw five stones and five um, figures, five in this, in this vision of his. Anyway, you know, we did end up going on Friday night and he says, is that Leo guy here? And, um he started prophesying we've got a recorder on video and you know he just started saying do you have five children yeah yes we do have five children he goes "Well, he started saying that they're going to be a blessing to the next generation and they're going to pour in and not take out from the generation but pour into the generation and you know the, the church is going to be used with a, a movement of youth a movement of youth he kept using this word movement of youth will come out of your church and bring revival and and, and our youth is called movement youth you know, little did he know but he kept using this phrase movement of youth And but God's going to you know, get ready because it's going to hit hard you know you've been ploughing and preparing and all this sort of stuff um, those words I can't explain it you have to remind yourself you have to remind yourself because that's four years ago you have to remind yourself so from time to time I remember God you spoke to a prophet and you actually told me in my name you think about me you thought about me to the point where you wanted to say something specific about our calling you, you pulled me out out of all those people Lord now I've got to feel valued wherever he got I got that or not remember I said the first few years we never ever got any prophecies I've got to feel valued and I my identity comes from I'm a son I'm a son I know he thinks about me and I know He has thought so many thoughts about me that outnumbers the sand of the sea so I've got to, I've got to, I've got to just believe that and when you believe that, that's what gives you the security of being a son and a daughter. But those prophecies, of course, they they they. like nail a nail, they hammer a nail into your spirit where you just know, and it does give you strength to fight, and it does give you a prophetic um, sword, so to speak, to to fight with the with these prophetic words that has been spoken over your life. We had Cliff Cherry. In the 27th year of our church, because we're in the 31st year of our church now, but he said something about 30. When you guys hit the 30-year uh, mark, something's going to happen. We don't—I don't know what it is exactly. I just feel something strong's going to happen in the 30, 30 years plus mark. And he spoke that about three or four years ago. And the 30th year is when we found this building and and, and got this building—that was literally—we um, saw it last year. That was the 30th year before our 30th, and we 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 we, we attained it. Was, was it in July, just now? And I believe God is setting us up. So we have to remind ourselves the prophetic word. Sean Prophets, Sean Bolts. You know, we have been on. You know, that prophetic word on radio and TV. We didn't get on. We got on radio maybe seven years after that word. We've been on radio for something like twenty-two years on secular radio stations preaching the gospel. Some people don't know that, but that's what we do. We, you know, share the gospel. And the TV we've been on, I think 2022, February, is going to be 10 years. We've been on Australian Christian Channel, God TV, preaching the gospel. And, and it's God opening up doors for us to disciple, help disciple the nations. But again, getting back to encouraging ourselves, what has God planned for this church to help disciple the nations? To plant many churches, to, to plant sons and daughters out, to see revival. The School of Supernatural, I mean, what what Jade was saying is that we've got a CRICOS is a, a visa that's accepted. That means other students from other nations can apply to come and study in our school and get a visa to come and work. And therefore they can put themselves through. So nations like India, Philippines, and many in South Africa, there's some nations that can't just come unless they've got a a visa acceptance, and our school's got one of them now, which is an amazing breakthrough. So please pray for that, because we believe next year God's just going to keep growing that and opening that door to impact the nations, because we're going to be able to disciple the students, grow them into Christ, let them know who they are in Christ as sons and daughters, and they go out and shake the nation they're coming from, and and be a blessing to their church. but God has spoken. Some, and you've got to be grateful. you got to think, okay, God, what are you saying about me? I've, I've said this over and over and over, but I'll say it again because I believe it. Psalms 139. The Lord says clearly. All, this is what David says about the Lord. And he says, Lord, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before any of them came to be. Could you imagine that? Because It's not just an imagination or a nice thought. God actually does that. He's got a book in heaven about your life. And He wrote about your life. Every single day is written in that book. Before any of you, you haven't even lived it. I haven't lived tomorrow yet, but it's written in His book. You haven't lived next week or next year. Every single day for next year is written in God's book. Please be reminded of that. That he, he, you're so valued and thoughtful that He actually wrote it down. And guess what? When He had this meeting with the angels and wrote down your life, you weren't inviting, invited to the meeting. You weren't there. I wasn't there. He just wrote about our future. And told this is what I believe those books more likely will be opened up when we get judged because he goes, This is what I this is what I called you to do. It's not what you choose to do that you get rewarded for. You get you get rewarded for doing what God asked you to do. It's obedience. We do get rewarded in heaven for the works of obedience. We will be judged according to our works. You know that we're not saved by our works. But we're charged by our works and and we'll walk in different levels of glory in heaven. That motivates me. I believe that motivates us as sons and daughters. Because you were created by God to get up out of bed and want to succeed. I want to do well. You don't get out of bed and go, I want to fail today. I want to make a mistake. I want to feel depressed. No, you know, you, you get up wanting to win. You get up wanting to Find joy and happiness just, and be loved. That's how God created you to be because He made us in His image. Amen. I, I did have a message that I was going to speak on. Maybe I'll do it another time. But I've, it was about hindrances that hinder us from being baptized in the Holy Spirit. you got to remember that being baptized with the Holy Spirit isn't a one-off event. To be immersed with the Holy Spirit to be saturated in Him. It's the promise of the Father, Jesus said. When did He promise it? In the Old Covenant. He promised in the in the, in the last days. Or He said, I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. That's a promise. Ezekiel said that in the New Covenant, He would take away your stone, your heart of stone, and give you a heart of flesh. And He says, my Spirit will be put within you. It's not about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, when He said, I have, I have to go so the Holy Spirit could come. Because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit won't come. And he said that it's more expedient. It's, more, it's, it's better for you that I go so that the Holy Spirit can come. You imagine being a disciple walking with Jesus and, and Jesus says to you, it's better that I go away and you, you don't have me physically with you so that the Holy Spirit can come. Holy Spirit inside of you is better than having Jesus in person you might think no way that's impossible but Jesus um, when he was teaching to the disciples there were times where he actually said that you can't bear any more than, than what I've given you he was limited by their understanding he would show them things but, he goes, but that's all you can handle for now and we talked about heavenly things if I talk, talk about earthly things you don't understand imagine if I told you about heavenly things you wouldn't understand so this Jesus in the natural is limited because of their level of faith and understanding. But the Holy Spirit living in you, so intimate, that He can lead you and guide you to all truth. Jesus said, it's better that I go so the Holy Spirit can come. Our faith level in the, in the presence of the Holy Spirit living in us needs to really lift. And, and the Scripture that, John 7 verse 37, you know, Jesus says, If anyone is hungry, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Who do we go to? Jesus. Not to people, not to church even. Jesus. He's a person. He's a king. He's your God. But we go to Him when we're thirsty. And that that gives us a key. If you're not hungry for the presence of God, you won't receive the presence of God. If you're not hungry to be filled, you won't get filled. Hunger and thirst is the key. But guess what? You're not going to be hungry or thirsty if you're not humble. Humility makes you hungry. Because if you're not... you don't have humility you just got pride everything's fine i don't need any i'm doing my life just fine thank you very much self-dependence you know what self-dependence is a life without prayer a prayerless day is telling god i don't need you today i I can do fine without you that's pride when we don't spend time with god or talk with the lord during the day when we're doing life talking with the lord all the time so we don't acknowledge Him. It means I'm saying, God, I don't really need you. But humility will trigger hunger. I mean, hunger and, and thirst is one of the greatest things you can have for God's presence moving into next year. Sometimes you have to stir yourself up. Why am I hungry? Why am I hungry for God? What, what's wrong? Why am I earning for Him? What's wrong with me? Because I, I, I'm talking about me. I, I, I say that to myself. Lord, what is it? You don't, you're not hungry for healthy food if you fill yourself up with junk food you know that so if you fill yourself up with worldly stuff it's going to satisfy the flesh and you quench the hunger so there's sometimes some of us got to turn off some of the stuff that's in the world that's taking our distraction taking our busyness taking our mind taking our attention Colossians 1 and 2 when you read all and in Ephesians you know, amazing stuff that Paul gave us our inheritance, who you are, this is who you are. In Colossians, this is what he's done. You were dead with him, but now he made you alive and you were raised with him in heavenly places. And it talks about all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. Yet Christ is in us. This mystery that was hidden in the heart of God is now revealed to the saints. And in this mystery is Christ, the Anointed One, in you, the hope of glory, the earnest expectation of the glory of God. So when He says all that, and He talks about, but don't let don't let people defraud you with this fallen religion, rules, regulations, do's and don'ts. Remember that's then that's in Colossians two. He talks about don't you know, and people think that they were they are they puff themselves up with their fleshly minds and talk about seeing angels and and spiritual things and because they're trying to impress people by their spirituality these things have no indulgence against putting down the flesh and then and you read it all in one context I'm trying to tell you that on purpose to the context of chapter 3 says but I got to read it it's too good I don't want to misquote it Colossians 3 when you when you build it up and see that he's telling you keep your mind on what he's done for you and in three he says therefore because of all this therefore if you have been raised with him with Christ if you have been raised with Christ now the reality is you actually have been raised with Christ there's no separation anymore there's no sin problem there's no separation if you're if you're raised with Christ Keep seeking things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So imagine yourself seated at the right hand of God with Christ. And Christ, He's glorified, full of glory, shines brighter than the sun. And I'm seated with Him. And and I've got nothing in the way between me and Him. I'm seated far above. You are seated far above principalities, powers, rulers, darkness of this world, spiritual weaknesses of heavenly places. You're seated above them in Christ. They're not your problem anymore. The warfare is not against them, you know like you know don't get conscious of fighting them. Obey God, preach the gospel. If demons get in the way, cast them out. But be be conscious of God. The warfare should be that. T. L. Osborne said this. If you know of T. L. Osborne, great man of God, massive one of the first persons that did um, uh, nation uh, uh, crusades for for Hundreds of thousands of people, miracles, healing, crusades. Before Reinhard Bonnke and T.L. Osborne said, The fight we fight is the fight of faith. In other words, fight unbelief, fight doubt, fight the insecurities. Fight faith is, I'm going to trust you, God. He goes, but I'm not conscious of the devil. He's under our feet, he's a defeated foe. He's completely stripped of his authority. He's not in the picture anymore. I'm not conscious of him, I'm conscious of the Lord. Therefore, if you have raised with Christ, set your affection, your attention, look upon Jesus. It says, seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. In other words, these things that you think qualify you. Don't touch this, don't touch that. Don't do this, don't do that. It's all the religious works. Don't set your affection there. Set your affection on Jesus because you've arrived. You're in heavenly places. You're already a son. You're already a daughter when you're a believer in Christ. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Isn't that powerful? The focus is Him. So moving into next year, this whole year, if you remember, our vision for the year was Jesus. So moving into next year, keep your eyes on Jesus. We're going to talk about His presence a lot next year as we started the last two, three months about the presence of God because what hinders us from believing baptism of the Holy Spirit or encountering the Holy Spirit, I believe it's wrong teaching. Believing the wrong stuff. Oh, the Holy Spirit's um, given only for the apostles. I thought the Holy Spirit was only for a select few. Uh, 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 you know, I thought tongues ceased. I thought it's no longer. So you get taught the wrong things and believe the wrong things, it'll hinder you. I thought I had to work for the Holy Spirit. I thought I had to be good enough. And if I'm good enough, then I can receive the Holy Spirit. See, wrong thinking. Believing the wrong stuff. So let's move into next year, believing the truth of the Word of God, seated in heavenly places with Christ. Christ. Believe every word. Believe every promise. Spend time with this word on your own. You can't afford to just keep this Bible closed during the week and then come on Sunday. Keep the Bible closed during the week and then come on Sunday. I'm telling you, it won't work. I've been saying it for years, but it won't work in these last days. Worst thing you can do for a plant is water the plant once a week and give it a lot of water. You'll drown it, first of all. The best thing you can do for a plant is give it water two, three times a day, just a little bit. It'll survive the heat of the sun. Just give it water consistently, not starve it for five, six days and then give it water. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the amazing year that you led us into and led us through and that you were with us. No matter what we faced Lord Jesus, you did great miracles in our community, in our families, in our sons, in our daughters, in our, in, our, in our church family. Lord, you've done miracle after miracle. We just heard a few today, but there's so, so many. I've got so many that I could be grateful for, which I am. Lord, I know everyone on the eldership team. We've got so many things to be grateful for. So Father, we thank you for your goodness. Your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness is eternal. Your goodness, Lord. Open up our eyes to the goodness, God. Your goodness is connected to your glory and your glory is connected to your goodness. So Father, we thank you for your amazing goodness towards us and sending your Son to die for us, to take our place, to identify himself with mankind so that we could identify himself, ourselves with you. Thank you for bringing us back to the Father, Jesus. Thank you for seating us in heavenly places with you, Jesus. Transform our life in, every area, of our, in our, every area of our life, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website ggclife.com or email us ggclife at ggclife.com from our house to yours be blessed